Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another week of the Max Potential Habits podcast. Have you ever heard when one door closes, another opens? Well, I want to add this week something I heard pre-show from our guest today, Keith Young, who is a certified personal growth and development coach and certified law of attraction specialist. He added, the door opens if you look for it. And he's going to talk about some really cool brain background of the law of attraction, neuroscience, things that you might have heard before, but he's going to dive deeper into it so you really understand law of attraction and what we call the RAS, the reticular activating system, and how that shapes what you look for. And this is so cool to have him on. So you all know that I love LinkedIn and it's one of the main ways that I connect with new people. And if you're not on LinkedIn yet and you're a business owner, it's a really powerful place to network. During this uh, you know, coronavirus time, I've been reaching out to a whole bunch of people and just going, hey, let's create some win-wins. And Keith caught my eye because he had, I think it was through a post he had on the Law of Attraction. I was like, oh cool, I gotta check this guy out. We connected, we started having a chat and he sent, and I saw on his, I think it was on your bio, I saw a YouTube video about the RAS. And I was like, oh, I gotta learn more. And I watched it and I thought, hey, he needs to come on the show and talk to us about all of his wealth of knowledge in this area. He's He spent 33 years as an aerospace machinist and has been coaching for the last 11 years. And he's gonna talk about his story that got him there and tie it all into great tips and takeaways for you. So welcome on the show today, Keith. Well, thanks, Amanda. I really am excited about this. Um, I love sharing my views on what I've learned about the law of attraction and about mindset and the reticular activating system. So I'm looking forward to sharing this stuff with your listeners today. Awesome. Yes. I'm so glad you're here. I've been, my listeners know I'm super into law of attraction. And when you and I had our pre-show talk the other day, you know, you told me some cool perspectives that I, that aren't common. So I'm, I'm looking forward for you to, for you to bring that to the audience. I want to hear first, will you share with us how you got into coaching and, and those doors of opportunity that you were open to, uh, you know, how did that unfold for you? Yeah, it's really, my journey is really interesting. Like, like you said, I believe when one door closes, if you look for it, another one will open. And just a quick, what I, we're talking about here is I was divorced at the time, living alone. I loved bowling. I was almost considering a professional bowling one time. And I, after my third knee surgery, couldn't bowl anymore. So I started, what can I do with my time? And again, that's where you look, start looking, that activates your reticular, your awareness. And I saw it in a community college paper, magic tricks, $40, 44 weeks. I go, oh, I'm in. You know, I never had a passion for it, but I always was curious about it. So the magic bug bit me and I took the class again and again. And then I started joining this lecture group up in Chicago and started learning more. And within a year, I was doing magic shows. And I didn't even tell you this on pre-show, but two years after that, the teacher couldn't teach that class anymore, recommended me to teach it. I taught a magic class in a community college for four years. <laughs> oh, wow. I love it. So see, I always had a teacher kind of 
personality, you know, just that was in me. I taught bowling classes, but how I got into coaching is I was tired of being a machinist. That was never my dream, my passion, and that's a whole nother story how I got in there. But I was looking again, what can I do? And so I ran across this late night thing about real estate investing. So I started studying real estate investing, joined this coaching program in real estate investing with this guy out of Colorado. And he, um, they decided to start a coaching program. And my coach that I ended up with is a master coach who also certifies coaches. He was also our minds, the mindset coach for our Winter Olympic team one year. So wow. he saw the teacher in me. And so he says, how would you, would you consider start coaching some of our people if I train you? So I went through his program, got certified and certified in another program as well. But that's how I kind of got into coaching because I love coaching people to see them develop and who they can become rather than who they are. Because most people want to be someone else. They want to better their lives. And here was an opportunity for me to help people like that. So that's really how I got into coaching in general was through that real estate investing program. That's awesome. That, you know, I love that. That's really um, powerful that it, it, I've noticed through real estate, my dad was a broker growing up and he owned three century 21 offices. I don't know if I've ever shared this on this podcast before. Um, it, you know, so I grew up going to his offices with him a lot and I would, you know, stuff the envelopes. I was a secretary. I did bookkeeping. And I always remember thinking like, oh, I love real estate. It's so incredible. <laughs> but something that really, really stuck with me was that he was always listening to Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar tapes in the car. Yep. And it's a, re it's a community that's really into personal growth and development. So that's cool. I love that, that, that history. We share that. <laughs> do, do you, yeah, that, that's amazing. Okay. So then take us next steps on the journey. Um, you know, it sounds like that was a lot of mindset probably in success type of coaching. What led you into law of attraction? I love law of attraction stuff. And like you said, I got a different take on it than most people because I actually studied about mindset way back in high school, the first book I read was Norman Vincent's Peel, The Power of Positive Thinking. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in that book, it basically said, without saying law of attraction, it basically said, if you start thinking positive about your outcomes that you want, you'll, they will materialize for you. And I'm thinking, so I started studying more people as I was you know, going through life, such as Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer, um, Jack Canfield, uh, Eldon Taylor's great on mindset. I mean, all of these different types of people. And then I saw something about the law of attraction. And I'm thinking, oh, well, this is something similar to what I'm already doing, only they're saying it differently. And so I'm, I started delving into people like um, I went through a year-long certification process with Quantum Success Academy and Christy Whitman, who's now got either three or four New York Times best-selling books out on different things. 
And, you know, Jack Canfield's very big on law of attraction. So is Wayne Dyer, uh, Michael Lozier. I mean, the list can go on and on. Um, so I started studying more and more about that. And I started tying the mindset and the law of attraction together. Because as you and I discussed in our first meeting, well, the law of gravity, the law of gravity works whether you know how it physically works or not, scientifically or not, you trust it works. You drop a ball, it's going to drop. That's the law of gravity. That's how we know it. Well, isn't the law of attraction the same thing? It's going to work no matter if you understand how it works or how the universe works. It just works. Good and bad. Mm -hmm. So why not do some of the learn more about some of the other universal laws, like the law of deliberate creation, the law of allowing, but also create a success mindset? Because if you have that success mindset and you change your beliefs and your habits to ones that you want, won't the law of attraction automatically bring that to you? I love this. Yes. Okay. And I think something that you're highlighting that's so profoundly important is that a lot of us can get stuck almost in paralysis analysis or analysis paralysis and wanting to understand why everything works instead of what, you know, you and I talked about, which is going, okay, we know it works. It's just like the law of gravity, whether we like it or not, it works. So now what? So what you're saying is change beliefs and habits and implement those in order to have the law of attraction start working better for you. Absolutely. I mean, that's what, you know, the, years ago, the movie The Secret came out. And I think the movie The Secret, it was good, but it did a disservice to a lot of people who didn't understand any of the universal laws or law of attraction because it gave you the impression all you have to do is think about something and boom, it's in your driveway the next day. <laughs> <laughs> the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. You still have to take action. But what a lot of people doesn't understand, and this is why I put that video out you're talking about, of why the, how the reticular activating system works with the law of attraction. Because if you start focusing those habits and beliefs on the things you want, you're going to start activating your reticular, which is an awareness, it's a gatekeeper, it's a filter, to automatically start seeing opportunities that currently exist that you don't see, that's right in front of you, and now you see them because now your mind has activated that particular thing. And now you see them, now you need to take the action to make the law of attraction bring you those things. Awesome. Okay. So, so let's, we break it down for listeners really clearly. First, give us a definition from your perspective of law of attraction. This is a simple one. The law, sure. The law of attraction is, I like to say it this way, the vibrations you send out is the vibrations you give back. Ooh, I so love whatever it. you send out, good or bad, that's what you're getting back. Awesome. And I, I, it's, it's cool because I've talked to other LOA people about vibration is beneath the law of attraction and we forget that part. It gets left out a lot about it's actually about your frequency and your vibration is what Correct. you're attracting and emitting. 
Um, okay. So then share with listeners who've never heard of the RAS or the reticular activating system. Tell us more. Where is it? What does it do? Give us kind of a foundational 101. Okay. So it's kind of a basic awareness that we all have inside of it. And the best analogy that I give people is the car analogy. You're driving a Toyota Corolla. And you automatically, without thinking about it, consciously thinking about it, because there's the conscious and the subconscious, the conscious, without consciously thinking about it, you just notice all the Toyota Corollas on the road. You just happen to glance there, and there's one, and so you, you give it a quick one or two second notice. Now you go and trade it in for a Honda Accord. All of a sudden, all the Honda Accords are all over the road. Well, did they just magically appear? No, they were already there, but your reticular, your gatekeeper was set to Toyota Corolla. Now that you reset your reticular, your gatekeeper, for a Honda Accord, you start noticing the Honda Accord, and the Toyota Corollas will automatically fade out, and you won't notice them as much anymore. So that's the best analogy, and that's why it's important to always focus and have the thoughts, the habits, and beliefs about what you want in your life, because then you will start to see those opportunities to get you what you want. Mm -hmm. so really, it's the gatekeeper and an awareness that we have automatically inside of us, and you know, it's a big, long kind of scientific thing that starts with the penile gland, which is most people consider it our internal eye, our third eye in our brain. Um, and it's no bigger than a grain of rice, but it has all these chemicals that start when we start focusing on certain things, releasing different chemicals in our brain that creates that awareness and activates other parts of our brain. So that's kind of the scientific end of it without getting too deep into the science of it. Okay, I want to nerd out for just a second. So tell me, and I, I watched your video and now, and I've read a whole bunch, but it's weird what I was focusing on wasn't this part. So now I can't remember, like the RAS in location in your brain, is it, when they call it the RAS, is it something, it, it, is it a system that's happening or is it a location in your brain? So some people say that the base of nerves at the bottom of the, of the brain, and that's probably not an accurate description of it, but it's more of a chemical reaction okay. in your brain that starts that, and that's what the reticular actually is. Okay, so the, the reticular activating system is a chemical reaction, and it's a series of kind of yes. reactions in your brain that they're calling the RAS and that's how we know it's the gatekeeper and the filtration system. Right. So it's kind of linked to like, it almost reminds me of being linked to memory somehow. Yes, exactly. Because we, we all have a certain memory and I think in the video, I, I say, well, here's your favorite song from the past and it comes up on the radio and you're listening to it, driving to this party or this, conference there and you're in a room with people talking all over having their own conversations you know just like a normal party you all you hear is background noise and you're in a conversation yourself and from the people over here that's having a conversation say something about 
oh, they can't remember the words to this song and it's a song you were listening to. Your gatekeeper allows that to filter in because you mm -hmm. were listening to it that day, even though that's from the past. And you hear it, you turn around to this person and say, oh, no, this is the word. And then you just go back to your conversation. But you automatically heard that. So that's why I'm saying you don't have to con consciously think about these thoughts that you want, but you want to meditate on it every day. Get it in your brain. Get it moving. Yeah. And so you don't have to think about it every second of the day. But if you put it in there first thing in the morning, that carries through the day. Yes. Well, it makes a little bit of sense. It does so much gold here. I mean, what's coming into my mind is going, oh, this is really why affirmations work and mantras and declarations because you're training your brain in the direction of that information. So then it's sending out that signal frequency radar to, to attract those things your way. So you're retraining in a new direction and rewiring yeah. your brain essentially. Oh, absolutely. Can we yeah. talk about affirmations since you brought it up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Here's my take on affirmations. I think they're okay, but without a short visualization with them, they're almost useless. Mm, okay. Because our mind works in pictures. And to get to our subconscious layer, our subconscious mind, which is where all our beliefs and habits are stored because 95% of what we do on a daily basis is unconscious. That means we're having the same thoughts as the day before and the day before that and the day before that 95% of the time, which means you operate from the past. See, we can never create from the known, which is we've already created the known, we always have to create from the unknown, the uncomfortable. So with the affirmations, you want to get that because we, if we just hear it and hear it and hear it, it doesn't sink in unless we, the imprinting process is that short visualization process. So if I'm saying I want to manifest $1,000 this month because I need this. I'm just doing a short closing my eyes, short 30-second visualization, seeing that $1,000 just appear in my bank account or coming to me in the, however it's going to come in the law of allowing. That's a whole nother thing about how it's going to come to you. Mm -hmm. Detach from that. doesn't matter how it's going to come to you. Because again, if you say it's going to come from this direction, your reticular is now set to that direction and it could come from over here. And you're you not looking it. for it. Yeah. So I'm going to allow it however it's going to come to me. That is so powerful. Everyone listening, I mean, really, really listen and rewind if you need to, because that is so powerful. We, I think one of the biggest challenges for people when I'm working with them on law of attraction and manifestation is forcing and wanting it to come in the way they want it to come <laughs> versus allowing and going, okay, I, I know I want this outcome in the grand scheme, but I'm going to allow these things to come and flow and know that it might even be better what I get, or it might be somewhat different, but it's the essence and the holding of the space of like, okay, I want an abundant, wealthy life. Let's move in that direction. Let's hold a space for that, affirmations toward it, visualizations toward it, and then take steps. And then know that what you're going to get is going to, if you practice the law of allowing, is going to be 
fulfilling that and plus, plus, plus. Exactly. And the law of the tax, see, all of these universal laws work in unison, as does the reticular activating system. They don't work independently of each other. But the law of detachment is also important in this. And what I mean by that is because once you start visualizing what you want and you're meditating on it and then you leave it go, you don't sit there and you think, okay, it's been a week now. I still haven't manifested. Why isn't it coming yet? You just realize you put yourself back in a mindset of lack and scarcity. Now you're putting up resistance. Detach from it. Let it go and let it come in its own time, mm -hmm. in its proper time. Because if you start focusing on the lack of having it, now you're in that lack and scarcity mindset that puts up resistance and you're pushing it away rather than bringing it to you. Yes. Which then you end up focusing on all the lack, right? Exactly. It's a lack focus. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. You hyper-focus on that. And then that's what your filtration system and, and it is seeing. So and, you see how all of it works yeah. in unison. Yeah. I love this. You know, I think of so many examples of the rest. I, I'll be at a coffee shop and I'll be working and all of a sudden someone will start talking about money or mindset or, you know, and all the things mm -hmm. I'm interested in. And it can be loud and noisy and I can be hyper-focused for like an hour. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, and my head just exactly. turns and goes like, oh, they're talking about mindset and money. I want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's, you know, tell, give us some practical examples of how this shapes people's businesses and their lives. Yeah, because I've coached, I've probably coached about almost 2,000 real estate investors. And then a company hired me as well to help them coach uh, private money lenders. So this was um, a while back. And so I've coached another five people on that, 500 people on that, besides personal development on my own side. So... I like to have, if I'm coaching somebody in business, I don't care what business it is, doesn't matter. First of all, know exactly what you want out of your business. I have them write out exactly how they want their business to look in one year, three years, and five years. Write it out in detail because I'm going to have you meditate on this. And then I help them use some processes to work through that, like the 68-second process. When doubt creeps in, I have them use a 68-second process. And you can look, there's many, that's a Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks uh, YouTube, you can look that up as well. Um, but that basically instantly turns them, turns your mindset into that. Nice. What does success, define success in your business? What does that look like for you? So I want you to define it. I'm not defined. This isn't my business. This is your business. And that's another thing that people look at coaches. I'm not here to help you guide you every single step of the way, even though I could. We want to make this your business. I'm here as your partner guiding you to make sure you're on the right path, not telling you what to do. I'm helping you define what you want not what I want or think you want, that this is the way you should do it. What do you want? So let's define that. What does success mean to you? Because success means something different for everyone. 
a stay-at-home mom. She could, that's, if she's a great stay-at-home mom, that's success to her. A guy who wants to own a car dealership or a real estate office, that's success to them. Let's define success for you. Well, yeah. And I, well, and I love even within those categories, there's so many different layers of success. You know, yeah, you know, you and I are both coaches and it's like what success means to us might look totally different. Exactly. And, and I think that what you're saying is so powerful because you, when you define that, then that's what your RAS is tracking for. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because then you'll see those particular opportunities for you to start taking action on. Yeah. And another thing is for business. In fact, I had this conversation today with um, an old client who needed some help. He, you know, he's still struggling, but it's still up here. Yeah, always. <laughs> I told him, I said, he says, yeah, I'm kind of a perfectionist where I need to. I says, all right, you want to know, there, first of all, have you all these marketers out there, the secret of this, the secret, there is no secrets, okay? You have all the answers with inside of you. Us as coaches, it's our job to help pull those answers out of you. But here it is. You want a successful business? Don't focus on the big mountain in front of you. Don't even try to lay out a complete plan. Success means it's a series of starts. Mm. Finishing will take care of itself. Let's start with step one. What do we need to focus on with step one to get your business started? Now the total focus is on step one, not the mountain, step one. That keeps you out of overwhelm. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. Focus activates the reticular for that particular step. Yes. Okay, so we completed step one. Now let's start. Again, it's a series of starts. Let's start step two. Now let's just focus on step two. So all your job is to focus on the next step. Success is a series of starts. The finishing will take care of itself. Powerful wisdom. Mike, Mike Dropper. <laughs> okay, I want what you're making me want to jam about with you is this idea of goals then. So, you know, you talked about writing out the one, three, five detailed plan goals, but then we also have this kind of letting it go. And right. it's something that I, I've struggled with myself and with my clients and I keep modifying as I go and learn, you know, coaching strategies and just playing with all these things. And as I you know, evolve into different pockets of information in, in, that I attract my way. Um, you know, I know goal setting is really interesting when you're thinking about manifestation, because I think something that happens with people often is they set a goal and it's like the, the mountain you're talking about. And then they get discouraged when they don't get there at the right time in the right way as, as fast as they want. Um, it's not maybe not as big as they want. And so, you know, I think that part of detachment, the law of detachment let, helps to let go of the resistance. But then I've had people ask me and I want to know your response. You know, well, then why set goals? So goals. Well, let, let me back up one second. So let's okay. say you're the captain of a, of a ship. All right. Your port is Seattle. That's where you're sailing out of. And your goal is to sail over to New York. Okay, you can do that. 
you have a starting point and a destination. Now you plan out your route to get to New York. Now you take the, another ship sailing out of Seattle, you're the captain, and you have no goal or destination. Where do you go? Wherever the wind blows you. <laughs> yeah. So that destination of New York is a goal. Yeah. All right. So you have long-term goals. You have short-term goals. You set goals because it gives you direction. Yeah. It gives you a path to start. Again, it's a series of starts. This one goal might be have 10 steps to it to get to that goal. Yeah. But again, we don't know how many steps, really. We can lay it out to our best ability to start. But I have found out, usually, after you get through step one, step two, things have changed a little bit. Now you have to modify step three, step four. Step three. Yeah. So you don't know. That's why I says, let's see. See, here, here's another thing is that the next step will always reveal itself. Yeah, right. Don't worry about setting all the steps. And then you get into overwhelm if you set too many goals. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, nobody's ever whelmed. They're always overwhelmed. But Totally. Yeah. Especially high drive entrepreneurs. You know, it's like just to be an entrepreneur, you've got to be pretty high drive. And I think I've noticed most entrepreneurs tend to overload the plate quite a bit and set loftier goals than is really possible and achievable, which keeps you in a constant overwhelm state. Exactly. And here's another thing that they do, because I've done it myself and I've learned, you know, I've got a time management course that I, I teach. And part of the key there is we all, you can't buy more time. You can't get free time. We all have the same amount of time, 24 hours in a day. Every second of that day is currently spoken for whether, I mean, what we're doing right now, yeah. it's spoken for. If you're sleeping, it's spoken for. You're sitting there watching TV, out to dinner, work, whatever it is, your day is full. Now you want to start this business. Now you start taking these courses and you start cramming in this other stuff into already full schedule. The question you need to ask yourself is, all right, if I'm going to do this business, I need X amount of hours per week to grow it at this rate. What am I willing to take out of my schedule to put this in? Yeah. It helps keep you out of overwhelm. Smart the question. I teach in my time management class is I've got right, right to my right up here, I've got this 24 by 36 whiteboard, dry erase board. On the top column is, I've got three columns on the top. First, here's my quarterly goals. That's what do I want to accomplish this quarter in relation to my yearly goal? The middle column is my monthly goals. What part of my quarterly goals do I want to accomplish this month? Then in the last column is my weekly goals. Which part this week, do I want to accomplish for my monthly goals? Now, on the bottom, I've got five columns, Monday through Friday. I start scheduling in little, usually 30-minute segments, because this is totally focused time. Monday, I'm doing this part of my weekly goal 
I'm doing part of it here, part of it. And I just schedule in all the goals that I want to accomplish just this week into my week. And you only schedule 60% of your day because you never know what's going to happen. So now what I did, I just took a yearly goal, broke it down into a quarter, broke it down into a month, broke it down into a week, and then broke it down into 30-minute segments. Do you know how focused you can get for 30 minutes and the accomplishment you'll have at the end of the week? That's how you accomplish your goals without getting into overwhelm. So powerful. It's so super focused. The reticular is there. Now yeah. it's super focused. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I, I, I'm appreciating this conversation so much. Um, you know, for me, I've changed my, I'm really good at taking on big projects and breaking it down into small parts to make it happen. And something I've really shifted away from is setting a year. I used to set year goals and kind of make a plan at the beginning of the year to get to the end of the year. And exactly as you're saying, it's like, oh, you take the first few steps and then everything changes. Yep. <laughs> so then you go, oh crap, I gotta revamp all my goals. And so I hold this space for the big vision of what I wanna create in a certain period of time. And then I work backwards, but then I, I break it down a month at a time for me. You know, mm -hmm. I go, and sometimes there's a, a project I'll hold in the space of my mind for about a quarter, but usually I just have a month and I go, okay, what's, what needs to happen action step-wise every week of this month to make me, to help me reach that end goal. And I've gotten to where I don't even set, I used to set like very specific numbers goals and I don't anymore. You know, I set a, I set, I, you know, wealth, abundance, cash flow, you know, that kind of thing to, you know, but I, I've. I've worked toward letting go as of some of the details, you yeah. know, and, and more the essence and the feeling of what I want to create in my space. And it's been hard for me because I'm a, I, I, you know, I tend to be a numbers person and I will, the, the, what happened is the problem I would commit to something and I would make it happen hell or high water. And that's how it felt, hell or high water. Like I'm making this happen no matter what because I committed to it. And as I've let go and really allowed, I attract the things I need to attract to me and it's so much easier. I still work, you know, I still love what I, I love what I do. So I work, you know, long hours, but it doesn't feel like work in the same right. way as when I was forcing things to happen in a certain direction. So let's, let's talk about that for a minute because this is very important here is how you feel about it. Yeah. Our internal guidance system is our GPS. And some of the things you just said there, and that's why it's important for a coach to listen. Yeah. Pick up on things like that is that, oh, hell or high water, I'm going to get this done, even though you were putting up resistance unintentionally there. Yeah, totally. just saying the word, like, I don't want to have to go through hell to reach my goals. <laughs> yeah. Like what I teach there, too, about the words we speak on a daily basis. Yeah. So because we unintentionally, all the time, say things we do not want. Yeah. So as an example for your listeners, you know, let's say I'm driving home one night and I remember it's my mother's birthday today and I turn to my wife and I say, oh, don't let me forget to call my mother when I get home. It's her birthday today. Well, our mind filters out the negatives, don't, not, to know. What did I say? Let me forget. Yeah. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> innocence. 
Yeah. So instead, when you catch yourself doing that, again, it's about building a habit. So well, I'll get to that in just a minute. But so what I do is say, all right, let's rephrase this. Will you remind me? Yes. Will you help me remember to call my mother when I'm? Now I'm stating exactly what I want. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to start becoming aware of what you speak, what you think, and the how I do that. Um, I meant to bring this up before when you started talking about affirmations is what I like to do. I like to call it intentions, setting an intention in the morning. I'll, I'll just say, I'll close my eyes, I'll visualize, right? I'm setting an intention. I'm going to become aware of the words I say and the th thoughts that I think. I just set that intention and then I let it go. And that works for me. Let your listeners try it, but just set that intention about whatever you want. If, if, if I'm out and I say, oh, I need to remember this when I get home, I close my eyes for 10 seconds. Say, I'm setting this in, I'm going to remember whatever it is when I get home to be able to do that. That goes back into your subconscious and it brings out your awareness. And if you need to, all right, when I walk in my office, I'm visualizing walking in my office and boom, I remember. Whatever that is for you. Yeah. It works. Try it. It's amazing. Um, you know, I'm going to add a really funny practical step there is I've gotten really good at say, speaking to my phone and just saying, hey, Siri. Oh, it's going to totally go on right now. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and, and I'll say, you know, set a reminder for five o'clock for me to call my mom. You know, because if, that, if I don't do that, it won't happen. So instead of me going, oh, in my brain, I used to go, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. And then I forget. And now I just go set the reminder, do it now, and then set it up. And it's set for you. Because what is just telling your brain? Yes, totally. Don't forget. That. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you want? Right. And instead I go, oh, actually what I want is to call my mom. So I'm going to set the reminder because I live by my calendar. If I don't set it, I won't remember. And I know that. So, you know, it's, I love that, you, obviously this is called max potential habits. And I think of our thoughts as habits. And then of course our actions are habits and our behaviors. And they're based on our beliefs. And it's all comes together in the decisions we make and the actions we take. So, um, yeah, I want, I want to dig more about you know, we opened the conversation talking about a door opens when you're looking for it, when one door opens, another door closes, if you're looking for it, what are some, you know, if you, we have someone listening, who's sitting there going, okay, I really want to shift in a new direction, start focusing on something new in my business, new in my life. Um, what are some recommendations you have for them? So you, you've given a lot of incredible tips. I want to give some really practical. You said instead of um, just affirmations, adding short visuals, that's big. Um, sitting down to write out a you know one to three, five year detailed plan and then thinking about your specific definition of success. What are, what are some more tips to help people activate their RAS so that it can be the gatekeeper for putting them into a, a state of of their success. So what I like to do again is be as clear and specific as you can about something. In other words, if you want a car, what kind of car, what color of car, what does the interior look like? If it's a house, visualize yourself walk, walking through the house and seeing 
pictures on the wall? What colors the carpet, your furniture in there? So same thing with your business. You know, if you want something else in your business or whether you're starting a business or want to open another door, um, what is it that you want out of that business? The more specific you can in detail about that, the better off you can. Then I'm taking this and, and the thing I just don't like about affirmations, again, you know, I'm going to make a story out of this, but the affirmation, you've heard of people, okay, let's just stick an affirmation up on the wall and that type of stuff or on the mirror as you're saying. Well, have you got pictures in your house or apartment that have been up there for years and you don't even see them anymore? Yeah, I just overlook it. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with affirmations when you're sticking all this stuff up there. That's why the visualization is to me one of the best things. Meditation, visualization, they're the same things that just link as far as visualizations to me are usually fairly short, where mm -hmm. meditations, you know, 15, 20 minutes, half hour, whatever you want to do. But it's about visualizing what you want, specifically what you want. The more detail, the better off you are. And then sit there. I, I like to call it the hour of power. Let's call it the, because I, I use that phrase. I use that in my time management course as well, as is the this, uh, success uh, from the inside out workshop that I did. It's about your hour of power. An hour, it doesn't have to be a solid hour but it's 15 minutes of visualization or meditation during the day. It's about listening to at least 15 minutes of an inspirational video or something like that. It's 15 minutes also of reading something inspirational. And I mean actually reading it, not something. And then it's just another 15 minutes. You can go 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you want, as long as you get an hour of all of this stuff. And then it's about keeping a success and a gratitude journal. Here's what I tell my clients. Every day, I want you to find three things at the end of the day that you are grateful for. No matter how big or small they are. Could be small. Hey, the flowers are in bloom today. I'm grateful for that. Also, what are three small successes that you had during the day? So it could be finding a parking place in front of your office building today. Now, nice. here's the key again. Now, when you are getting ready for your day the next morning, take out your gratitude and success journal. I want you to read each one of those that you wrote and do a short 15 to 30 second visualization on each one. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is are starting your day with success and with gratitude that will carry you through that day. You are starting to create a gratitude and success habit mm -hmm. that your subconscious now is realizing that you are a success because your subconscious doesn't know what's a lie or what the truth is. Subconscious doesn't know reality from unreality, doesn't know past, present. It just knows what the conscious mind 
tells it. I would so, like to give yeah. a quick analogy. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So let's vision, envision a farmer's field. Farmer's field doesn't care what gets planted in it. So this year, the farmer tills the soil, plants seeds of corn, he waters it and fertilizes it. At the end of the growing season, he harvests his crop of corn. Now the same field, the very next year, farmer tills the soil, plants seeds of nightshade, which is a deadly poison, in the same field, waters it, fertilizes it. At the end of the growing season, harvests his crop of nightshade. You see, the farmer's field didn't care what got planted in it but the farmer planted exactly what he wanted in it and it gave the farmer back what he planted in it. That farmer's field is your subconscious mind. It doesn't care what gets planted in it, but it's gonna give you back exactly what you plant in it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, I love that. I love visualizations to help people make the connections. When you were talking about um, visualizing what you're grateful for, the next, you know, so you write the three things that you're grateful for, then the three successes, then the next day you visualize that, I was visualizing, when you said it, what popped into my, you know, awareness was this idea of you're programming your mind to then look for more of those things that you're grateful for, which is then programming your RAS. Yes. So it's, it's like you're, you're feeding it, feeding it, feeding it. This is what I want. This is what I'm grateful for. Then you get more of that that comes your way. And the law of attraction automatically works. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um, one thing I want before we go to your max potential habits, um, something we've talked about here is kind of, you know, the, the allowing the detachment, but then also being really specific and clear in what you want. So talk a little bit about that. Cause that's something I talk about with my clients is this idea of getting really specific, writing it down, visualizing it, being there with it. But then I notice sometimes people getting really stuck on the outcome instead of detaching. So when you tell people to get specific and clear, how do you also help them let go and detach? Okay. Well, first you're talking about the law of deliberate creating, you know, getting exactly what you want. And we do. We, I mean, today we live in a microwave society where everybody wants everything now. Nobody's willing to put in the time, the effort, and wait for it. So the law of detachment says it'll come in its due time. Detach yourself from the outcome, even though that's what you desire, let it come in its own time. Mm. So if you're sitting there and you're waiting and you're waiting and all of a sudden you're starting, well, why isn't it here yet? I'm doing all the right things. Now you're putting up that resistance. So I tell my clients, I says, all right, I want you to start focusing on, and I've actually sent them this, I want you to exact, uh, go into the doorway of abundance. I actually, I'll, I'll do this for your clients too. Um, I created a meditation called the doorway of abundance. Nice. Have them go into this meditation and what the way I like to describe it is you're sitting in this room with just a single light bulb, one door, no windows, and you see this fiber, this light coming out from this door and you hear this humming, whatever. And then I have you go through this doorway and you're in this big open field. 
So I actually have them go into that doorway of abundance because I want them to revert from lack and scarcity back into abundance. And when you start doing that, now you're shifting, pivoting, it's called pivoting, you're pivoting away from that lack and scarcity back into abundance. And you see your desired outcome still down the road, but you see it. Mm-hmm. And you see it slowly coming to you. Now it's about that attracting again. So that's the way I like to get my clients back into that abundant mindset and see it coming to them. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm really big on visualizations and meditation. Yeah, it's very you know, powerful. Yep. But here's why. Let me tell your, your listeners why. Because when you visualize, when you meditate, you're getting your emotions involved. It's just not about your mindset. You feel it in your body. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you get anxious, you feel it in your body. When you have anger, I mean, you feel it in your body. When you have stress, you feel it in your body. When you get your emotions involved, that's when the subconscious really is aware. You're opening that doorway between the conscious and subconscious when you get those emotions involved, when you can see yourself right there with your hands around exactly the outcome you want, you're going to feel great. You're going to feel fantastic. And when you do that, you're really activating that magnetic force and the law of attraction bringing it to you. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason I'm really big on that meditation visualization because I want to get your emotions involved in it. Yeah. Okay, so what I hear you saying is in that is that it's getting really crystal clear on what you want, getting into the abundance space, imagining it come your coming your way, but in the detachment piece, it's detaching from the timing of it and how it comes to you. Okay. Okay. So you see it coming, you know what you want, but you're not attached to the, the, you know, I think I've read a, another manifestation stuff. It's like the detaching completely from the house, like letting the universe take care of that part so that you don't judge it or force it or stifle it. Exactly. Cause there's also a process that I lead my clients to, um, and it's called turning it over to the manager. Mm. And turning it over to the manager is, okay, these are the things that I can do, that I can control right now, that I can do. The rest of it is just like a boss. Okay, I can't do this. Will you help me with it? Show me how to do this or whatever. That's the universe. Now I'm just turning it over to the manager and I'm forgetting about it because now it's on his plate. Nice. So turning it over. So make a list. This is what I can do. This is what I'm turning over to the manager. Okay, it's yours now. You take it. Love it. Yeah, that's it's that's my surrender piece lately. I've been really big on going. Okay, the, my biggest lesson this year has been to surrender and and let go of that. I'm in control of everything. I, like I'm responsible for my outcomes through my thoughts, my decisions, and my actions, which are based in my belief system. But the the way that all of that comes to me in the responsibility way is like, okay, I, I hear, here's me. I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to show up and I'm willing to take action. And I'm going to hand some of this over and trust that it's all going to come to me in due time. So uh, here's another thing that people don't think about. You can ask the universe for information. You can ask the universe for guidance. Oh, I'm so glad you went there. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with, all right, you know, I'm at, I'm at a, point here where I don't know which way to go. 
So yeah. I'm asking the universe for, this is the result I want. Can you show me how to get there? Yeah. It's funny that we forget to do that. Yeah. We don't have all the answers. Yeah. We don't. And yeah. about your personal power. Because yeah. if you give your personal power away to stress and anxiety, or this guy says this and puts doubts in your head, or the guy that cut you off in traffic, you got to retain your personal power. Yeah. Because you have the answers, but you've got to allow them to come to you as well. Yeah. And ask for them. You know, I've had people even that go, I don't know what I want. I'm not sure they, I don't know how to get specific and clear in what I want. I go ask, you know, even just say, hmm, can you help me know what I want? You know, it's, it, and, and I, for me, I know that charge happened because I was, uh, when I was a kid, I was raised as a fundamentalist Christian. And so then I turned away from religiosity for a long time and I didn't want to pray anymore. And I always thought of that as praying, you know, and now I go, oh, it's a meditation to the universe. Awesome. You know, of course I can ask the universal intelligence for what I want when for support and guidance. Exactly. And I mean, yeah. you, you know, I mean, I still have people ask me, well, is the universe, what's the universe if it's God or, you know, I says, well, in my opinion, yeah, God created the universe. So he's one and the same, but yeah, believe. Right. And it's, it's what you're saying right now. It makes me think of, it's our idea of success. What does success mean to you? means something different to me. What you, God and universe exactly. means to you means something different to me. It's whatever supports me and my ultimate growth. Believe that. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this has been a very juicy conversation. I love it, Keith. Thank you so, 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 so much. Um, share with us, what are the top three max potential habits that you believe got you where you are today? Uh, first of all is persistence. You can't give up. You know, things are going to go wrong. Expect them and expect that you'll get through them with persistence, and there's always an answer. Number two is stop focusing on the problem and focus on solutions. If you focus on solutions, solutions will be revealed to you. And the third thing is visualization and meditation, because that gets your inner being aligned with what you want. You have to be in alignment. Everything inside has to be aligned with your outside. So if you're not in alignment, you have to get in alignment. Otherwise, you're just going to be fighting a wall all the time. So those are the really the top three things. Looking back on it now, yeah, there's a lot of other things. But I think if I was, you know, coaching somebody today, asking that, those would be the top three things. Awesome. Those are incredible. Thank you. Um, I'm always impressed with how many people, or I notice how many people talk about visualization and meditation, you know, and meditation being one of those that I just stepped into really pretty intensely in the last year. And I've been astounded by how powerful it is mm -hmm. and how simple it is. You can do yeah. it anywhere. It's so easy. And yet most people don't know how powerful it is to calm your mind, become aware, gain consciousness, you know, just relax, even just to release and relax and let go of stress. I mean, better sleep. There's so many benefits to what that. I, what I like to do just for quickly is um, I pop up YouTube on my television and I find some relaxation or some, you can just uh, type in meditation music and yeah. there's different ones to align chakras. There's different ones for, 
for healing. There's different ones to bring abundance and money to you. And I'll pick one out and I'll just sit back, calm myself. And I have a whole routine yeah. and then listen to that background music and then just start meditating. From there. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. So, so many good tips. Okay. I'm certain people are going to want to connect with you. So what are the ways to connect with you? So my website is innergamemagic.com. The inner game, of course, is up here. And our mindset to me is like magic. So not only do I know how to do magic, I think this is magic. So there's a free audio on there on how to manifest uh, abundance and success. Um, I am going to also be releasing um, a workshop that I did. I have to finish recording it if they want, and it's going to be free. If they want the link to that when it comes out in the next week or so, just send me an email, Keith, K-E-I-T-H, at innergamemagic.com. Uh, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Also, there's uh, things on my website. I've got uh, chakra training on there. Also, the time management courses on there. And I've got a signature program that I'm currently redoing that'll be the second half of this year. But if you get the free audio, you'll be on my mailing list. So all my... Uh, you know, all the future releases. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And at the time of this recording, you know, for those of you listening, of course I record and then things get released over time. So your um, course will be released. The one you were talking about the success workshop. Um, so if you send me the link for it, I'll include it in the show notes. So they don't even have to email you. They can just go to the show note link and they'll have access to it. So just make okay, sure you great. send that to me and then it'll be in the show notes. All right. Awesome. Sounds like you've got incredible resources and also YouTube. You, I know you have a YouTube channel cause that's how I found you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and would you say you're most active social media wise on LinkedIn? Yeah, I've got LinkedIn. You can just search for my name and okay. uh, I'll come up on there. Um, Facebook is inner game magic and the number one Okay. after it. So that's a Facebook page that I have as well. Awesome. And uh, YouTube, you can search for Keith Young, Inner Game Magic. Nice. And a new channel will come up because as you and I were discussing, the channel you saw my video on, for somehow my email got disassociated yeah, with so it. And I lost control of that channel, which has a whole bunch of resources on it. But so uh, weird. So I'm trying yeah. to get that back. But my new okay. channel, just search for Keith Young, Inner Game Magic, and it'll come up. Okay. Awesome. So tons and tons of resources. I'm certain that this was valuable for everyone I took. So I always take notes while we're talking because I love to, you know, I put show highlights sure. and it, my brain works really well when I take notes about stuff. So I got a ton out of this. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm sure that everyone listening did. Thank you for being here. It's awesome to have you on the show to share your wealth of knowledge and just, you know, help people thrive with their brain. You know, we are our greatest, our, our brain sets us up for success or failure, I believe. Absolutely. <laughs> and I know you do too. So, you know, it's, I think that there's so much value in learning how to use your beliefs, your mindset, your rest, and gearing it in the direction of success. Those were awesome tips. Thank you so much. Well, I enjoyed it and I'm hoping somebody got something out of this today and it was a pleasure being on. Awesome. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks again for being here. Don't forget to enter into the raffle 
by that I pull every month. $25 gift card, free stuff for you on Amazon. If all you do is leave a rating and a review on iTunes, take a screenshot and email it to MPH, Max Potential Habits is what that stands for, raffle at nfacoaching.com. I will put you in there and you will be included in the raffle. And if you're getting something out of these podcast episodes, which I'm sure you are, I get comments, feedback from people all the time, take a screenshot while you're listening and blast it out to the social media channels to help me reach more people. You know, one of my big goals is to reach 5 million people plus in my lifetime through my business, helping them master themselves. Um, You know how much, you know, if you've been with me for a while, you know how much I care and that I love to bring you tips and tools and inspirational interviews and stories from other people. So help me out by spreading the word. And that's all for today, everyone. I'll see you next week. Have a max potential week where you thrive and feel alive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free ebooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus, links to NFA Coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.